This podcast is for investment professionals only. The value of investments and the income from them may go down as well as up, and investors may not get back the amounts originally invested. Past performance is not a guide to future performance. The information is not an offer, solicitation, or recommendation of any funds, services, or products, or to adopt any investment strategy. Welcome to the Investor Download, a podcast about the themes driving markets and the economy now and in the future. Your host this week is Vicky Owen. The annual general meeting season is drawing to a close. It's a season when investors get the chance to meet the management and have their say in the running of the companies in which they hold shares. In recent years, some AGMs have been feisty affairs. On issues from climate change to executive pay, businesses have come under pressure from shareholders to clean up their acts. But while most of us have shares which are held on our behalf, whether we realise it or not, we don't attend AGMs or vote on the way the companies in which we are part owners are run. Instead, that voting and engagement is entrusted to an asset manager, such as Schroeder's. And the way investment companies vote on or influence company behaviour on our behalf is referred to as active ownership. So active ownership, simply put, is uh, the process of influencing the companies that we hold. That's Kimberly Lewis, Head of Active Ownership at Schroeder's. So uh, it's important for a number of reasons. One, we think it's our responsibility of custodians of our clients' assets to engage the companies on core issues that we think impact long-term value and sustainability. So as a result, we take a really close look at our companies, we monitor their ESG practices, and we then engage them in order to uh, improve their performance on ESG issues. ESG, or environmental, social and governance issues, span a diverse range of topics. Shoda's active ownership team has priority themes on which it chooses to engage with businesses. So our priority themes are climate change, our natural capital and biodiversity, human capital management, inclusion and diversity, human rights and governance and oversight. But engagement requires a blueprint. And for Kim, Schroeder's engagement blueprint, published ahead of AGM season this year, is about figuring out what is expected of firms in the short, medium and long term being transparent about it and encouraging change. Then using that blueprint as a model, essentially, um, we then have dialogue with our companies to understand where they are on these issues and and particularly having a look at which issues are most material to to each company. Uh, And once we've done that assessment, we then engage them in in an attempt to, to influence them, to support them, to drive in progress on our ESG priorities. As we touched on earlier, an important lever in Schroeder's engagement toolkit is its proxy voting ability. The partnership between fund managers and the active ownership team in all of this is very important. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's very exciting for us and something that you generally do not tend to see with asset managers. And particularly lately, you're seeing a lot of the engagement activity kind of being done solely by the 
ESG team or um, the you know the voting team or engagement team. But in our case, we we believe that in order to really achieve the scale necessary to achieve substantial outcomes, all of our fund managers are actively engaged. So we consider ourselves to have an engagement team of over several hundred people. So the uh, the, the recent kind of mandate set by investment team that all fund managers and analysts are team get, have sort of engagement criteria that's set into their objectives, I think is evidence of how seriously this firm takes active ownership. But with so many people involved and so many potential issues to challenge companies on, how do voting decisions get made? That's coming up in the next part of the show. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, you're listening to the Investor Download. So we're part of the active ownership team and we're responsible for the corporate governance of Schroeder's investee companies, uh, in particular the governance of publicly quoted companies. And a big part of our role is, is voting at shareholder meetings. That's Tim Goodman. Head of Corporate Governance. It's part of his team's role to collaborate with the various portfolio managers and analysts in the investment teams and other experts, such as those on climate, human rights and human capital. We start with Schroeder's voting policy and our approach to engagement in, in the engagement blueprint. And then through our knowledge of the company, through its disclosures, through the investment team's detailed understanding and our own engagement through the investment teams or the active ownership team, we begin to analyse the company's performance and formulate uh, a decision. And we often seek to obtain additional commitments from the company as part of that voting process. And for the first time this AGM season, Schroeder's pre-announced how it was going to be voting on a number of shareholder proposals. Uh, Our clients are increasingly expecting us to do this at companies with high profile ESG concerns. The team's activity includes tackling issues at big names, such as Amazon and Meta, formerly known as Facebook. In particular, it was their management of people. The the shareholder proposals were on issues such as inequalities in health and safety, the working conditions, Amazon's warehouses, uh, and additional information on on Amazon's freedom of association policy. And And at Meta, we supported shareholder proposals, including ones on enforcement of its community standards, the risks associated with its metaverse project, supporting the publication of a human rights impact assessment and reporting on the measures it's taking to prevent online child sexual exploitation. Tim says that better information on these issues would help Schroders and other stakeholders better assess how these companies are managing important risks that may have serious financial, legal and reputational consequences. But it wasn't just big tech. Schroeder's also pre-announced voting intentions with many of the oil and gas majors. We supported shareholder proposals at Chevron and ExxonMobil, for example, uh, to encourage them to move towards net zero greenhouse gas emissions on scopes one, two, and in particular scope three. Scope one and two emissions are emissions from a company's own operations, both those from its own direct use of fossil fuels and those from energy it has bought from the grid. And scope three is the value chain emissions that that company is responsible for. And with oil and gas, the biggest contribution to greenhouse emissions comes from scope three emissions from the products that they sell, for example, at the petrol pump. We also supported similar proposals at BP and Shell, but we also supported their 
current efforts on climate change. But how does an asset manager like Schroeder's make sure that its voting on strategic issues aligns with the priorities of its clients? And ultimately, how does it demonstrate to its clients the outcomes that it's getting through engagement? That's in the final part of the show. Get in touch with us by email at shorterspodcasts at shorters.com or visit our website, shorters.com forward slash the investor download. The challenge facing companies like Schroeder's is making sure that not only its voice as a corporation is heard, but it takes into account the voices of its own clients and shareholders. It's a difficult balance to strike with so many stakeholders, with so many different views to take into account. So we are excited to see that there are more of an interest from clients um, on our engagement and our voting, and actually how the companies that they hold are impacting society. Kimberly says that only two years ago, a typical client inquiry might be about the number of companies Schroeder's engaged with on the E, the S and the G. But now clients are much more interested in specifics. You know, what social issues you engaged on, how are you engaging on um, conflict minerals and the communities that they impact. I mean, also much more specific questions around voting. They're looking at shareholder resolutions, particularly the higher profile ones, and really interested in how we're voting on them. So what we're looking to do in the future is, one, make sure that we really actually understand what our clients' preferences what our clients' preferences are, where they stand on the issues. Our engagement blueprint is, is, is really a, a first step in that, now that we've really kind of laid out our house view, which was done in collaboration with clients. Clients, we are going to be seeking for clients to very much be a part of developing that and document as we uh, as we do further iterations. However, the challenge for the entire industry is how to demonstrate the impact and the outcomes of engagement activity. There are many events happening simultaneously that affect the outcomes of a company and the engagement period might be long, perhaps up to five years and the result of many conversations and votes. What we want to do is communicate to our clients the journey that we're taking um, in order for, to achieve or to influence any particular company. What's also happening at the same time is that as there is more external interest uh, in how we're engaging, we're seeing things like assessments by external third parties or kind of rankings by looking at one individual indicator whether it's a shareholder resolution vote, or whether it's votes against directors on one specific issue, or whether it's vote, or whether it's how we voted on a few selected votes. And then sort of using that as an indicator of how kind of progressive we've been on ESG issues. But Kim says that's concern. It shouldn't be about just one indicator. There's much more that goes into engagement than just a vote or tackling one specific issue. It's more nuanced perhaps requiring many conversations, both public and private, to achieve the most influence and impact. So so our challenge is to be able to very clearly articulate what we're doing um, so that there, we can kind of push back against this, this drive we're seeing to boil down our actions into one kind of binary vote or one statistic, because you've really got to see the full picture of all of our engagement activity, and that's what our challenge is to communicate that to our clients. We absolutely strongly believe that the way to achieve the best impact is through a combination of active stock selection, active engagement, and um, actively proxy voting, and that those three things really work together. Here's what else investors are talking about. After hitting an all-time high at the start of the year, 
the S&P 500 has plunged into bear market territory this week, a fall of more than 20%. We look back over more than 100 years of data to ask what this week's severe market moves might signal for the economy. You can read economist Tina Fong's full story, Do Bear Markets Herald a Recession, at troders.com forward slash insights, where you can watch, listen and read much, much more. Well, that was the show. We very much hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more, check out our website, troders.com forward slash the investor download. You can also get in contact with us about anything in the show or ideas for future shows at Schroders Podcast at Schroders.com. Please remember to subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. We're now doing one show a week, which will be available every Thursday from 5pm UK time. Thanks very much for listening, but above all, keep safe and go well. Cheers. Cheers.